Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. We have a great show for you today. It was very difficult getting everything lined up, but you know what? We finally, finally, finally have it. Folks, if you are on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up right away. Please give us that thumbs up right away. If you are on any one of our other channels, please remember to like us. Like us so that this algorithm would do the job that the algorithm is supposed to do. We need all the support that you can get from making sure that we get the throughput that we want to get. Anyhow, how is everybody doing today? I trust you are all doing well. We are doing well, of course, as well. Uh, let's see who's checking in so far in the chat. Paul Fleming, you're the only one that's so far writing it out. Uh, well, anyhow, we are going to we, we'll get all these other folks in here in a minute as soon as i go ahead and reshare all these other items here we had some issues early this morning but you know what we are back deb denny hi there welcome to politics done right great to see you here great to see you here uh bear with me as i continue to get a few other things out of the way we had a late start trying to get all the videos together and guess what we think we got them we think we got them uh, Squido, hi Egberto, como estas mi amigo Squido, welcome to Politics Done Right, I guess you got it at the right time, Sarah Betts, I'm good, how are you, we are doing fine Sarah, thank you so kindly for being here at Politics Done Right, Peggy Lopez, como estas, I trust all is well with you, everybody's joining into the posse, we are all joining into the posse right now, bear with me as I continue to get our necessary shares out there. You know, if we don't get this done uh, in time, you know what happens. But you know what? We're almost there. I got one more to go. I think I got one more to go. Let's see. This one would be Biden. And uh, actually, it's one more to go after this one here. And then we'll be ready to fly. How's everybody doing today? Give me some, t give me some comments while I prepare these things so I can read as I prepare these things. Give me some comments. Give me some comments. Roberto Luis, saludos a la familia politics done right. Bendiciones a todos. In English, that is, uh, I, I give a welcome to all of the uh, politics done right and, uh, and bendiciones. Blessings to all of you. Uh, Barbara Will says, hi, get the pitchfork, says, okie dokie. Deb says, I'm still here. You're still here, Deb. Thank you for being here. ATL checking in again. Tom C. Video is blurry. I don't know why, Tom. I'm seeing it clearly. Check again and let me know. Get pitchfork smiling. Peggy Lopez, send something for Ashley Willie's Media LLC. Will it be forwarded to you in Washington, D.C.? Actually, uh, yes. Uh, let, uh, I tell you what, Deb, let, let me go ahead and give you an, an address uh, Peggy, uh, and uh, don't, don't do it yet. Let me give you an address uh, for here in D.C. because she is here. Howdy from E2247. T-Y-B-M. Get the pitchforks. Tom C. says, a sign on a typical restaurant in Texas and Florida should be no shirt, no shoes, no service, no mask, no vaccine, no problem. Ah, that was a funny one. I love that. I love that. Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome aboard. Okay. Let's get started. Uh, let me see how I want to bring this on. Uh, like I said, workers in this country have been working hour after hour after hour after hour. We are some of the hardest working people in the world. We don't get 
much vacations. Most people don't have a vacation. We don't get family leave. Most people don't get family leave. Most people don't get sick leave. Most people don't get a lot of these things. But the executives, the people that sit on their butts in an air-conditioned office all of the times, they are always well compensated. They get stock options and they get all these things that you guys work for. I remember in the good old days, the people who did all the work while somebody else looked on, they were called mad. It was called a master slave relationship because all the spoils went to a particular sect, a particular group. Well, that's what's been happening. But you know what? Finally, workers are starting to assert their worth. I've been writing. Article after articles, I have everyone says, Americans assert your worth because we are the ones who make things happen. I mean, we need the executives to direct, but they cannot direct if there's not what to direct, if there's not an intellect to produce. But you know what? This pandemic may have opened the door to see much more. First, let me play this, and then we'll talk about it a little bit on the other side. Let me make sure that I have the right things going here. Check it out. There is a new militant spirit in the American workforce. Workers want more and they're willing to strike to get it. This morning, 10,000 workers at John Deere hit the picket lines in Iowa, Illinois, and Kansas. They argued that even as the agricultural equipment company's profits grew by 61% in recent years, and their CEO's salary grew by 160% during the pandemic, their pay has actually been cut. We need to let them know that they can continue to take our money and take our money and take our money. Across the country, labor is on the march. In California and Oregon, 24,000 nurses and other health care workers at Kaiser Permanente voted to authorize a strike over pay and better working conditions. <laughs> Meanwhile, union workers at Kellogg cereal plants have been on strike for more than a week, angry about long hours, including seven-day work weeks. Our number one priority is to get back to the negotiations table and reach a contract so our employees can get back to their jobs and their lives. And soon Hollywood may see a walkout. 60,000 film and TV crew members could walk off the job Monday over what they claim are unfair working conditions. Our hours are really grueling and we need not just rest between days and over the weekend but an actual meal break during the day. And across the country, a record number of workers are quitting their jobs. 4.3 million Americans, or 2.9% of the workforce, left their jobs in August. Many are looking for better work conditions and pay, especially with inflation on the rise. Uh, several forces are driving all of this as the pandemic comes to an end. Companies are seeing sky-high demand and very tight labor markets. They're having trouble filling jobs. Workers notice that top executives and bosses are getting paid. And so for the first time in a long, long time, workers have the upper hand. That report by ABC, I loved it. I love that report because it, it was actually placed in very well context, but I like the last sentence. For the first time in a long, long time, workers are in command. For the first time in a long time, workers are in command. Let's remember that. Anyhow, folks, uh, so uh, your thoughts about that. Anyhow, let's see what you're saying. Peggy Lopez says, I'm heading out. Nanette Bird-Smith says, hi, Tom C. Says, after browser refresh, everything worked right. And Squido says, Kellogg isn't great. Yes, that is actually 
great that we're seeing this. Now, now here is my issue, right? Um, the big story that everybody wants to put on is this story of inflation. And the reason why that, that having workers have all this much power now is going to create inflation. Yeah, it will. Some inflation, and it should. And it should. But the fact of the matter is that for too long, workers have not gotten to take advantage of the spoils. Every, if you look at what occurred during the pandemic, bosses make a, made a lot of money, billionaire, there were more billionaires created. All the people that control capital did well. And those of us who work, those people who go to work every single day, they were asked to sacrifice more. They were asked to take less pay. They were asked to do all these things. And when they were given a stipend by the government because of this great pandemic that was effecting much damage on them all, we then had the plutocrats saying, you can't give them all that money because they won't work. So they stopped giving them the money. And you know what happened? People still said, I'd rather be poor, alive, than the rat race of pain and illness and death that the plutocracy is offering, offering me with substandard wages, with substandard pay, with substandard quality of work, with me not being, with, with them not giving or asserting my worth. And in that regards then, they have the power. If you looked at that, that, that was a classic example with that manufacturing company. Executives got more money. The company made more profits. The prices of the products were higher. And what did they ask the workers to do? Take less. If that is not a antiseptic slavery, my brothers and sisters, please tell me what is. If that isn't antiseptic slavery... Please tell me what that is. Nanette Bursmith says, forced overtime should never be okay. Just because they pay time and a half doesn't make it right. And the thing about it is time and a half is probably not even enough pay based on your, your productivity for that company. Tom C. says, good news for workers now, but without union, employers will start cutting wages and benefits again once the pandemic is over and the economy recovers. And that is where... I think even if we don't get the structure of the unions together, where we as an educated populace can make the difference. In other words, we can work as a collective, whereas we needed unions to keep connectivity. There are a whole lot of other avenues to keep connectivity now, clubhouse and many other ways that we can do so. We, we, we need to think about those particular issues because as it turns out, they just may matter. Now on another subject, we have, um, well, I tell you what, I'll play the video after the half. Right now, um, let, let, let me first tell you guys that I, I left a whole lot of space open today, mostly because I didn't have a lot of time to develop three full subjects. So I would love for you guys to start sending me messages so that we can actually talk over the, the message board. Uh, if you have comments that you want to put out there, let me have it. If you are on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up. If you are on uh, Facebook as well, please give us that thumbs up. That will be very much appreciated. Uh, let's see here. What's going on on Facebook? Let me go ahead and check because it, it seemed like we had to requeue. And in requeuing, we may have lost the original 
So what I am going to have to do is recue that again. Enlighten Up Cafe says, we the people, these strikes say it will. We have the power as we demand reasonable pay, protection, wages, etc. I so, so, so agree with you uh, that that is the case. Okay, let me get to another screen here. Any other, any other thing? I'm on SSD and just barely getting by. You know, it, it is sad because that is, that is just how it is. You can't get by with, SS, with just SSD. You just can't. And they won't tell you that. They will have you believe that somehow, they will have you believe that somehow, you know, you are on the dole. You're taking something. When the reality is we all pay in this sort of an insurance program, if you will, so that all of us, in the worst case, don't end up, well, you know how. Anyhow, folks, what other messages would you like to come out before I go with my the second and last video? Let's see. What else have we got here that I've missed? Any good news from workers? No. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and start talking about inflation because that is one of the things that I, I really wanted to talk about. The panic button that's going to be hit right now. I don't know. You guys remember I showed you a video last week called, it was about insulin, but it was also about something called pricing power. In other words, those who have pricing power can charge whatever the market will bear. That means we will keep raising prices until that point that people can no longer afford the price. And that is, you know, when you go to when you go to economic school, there's this there's this graph that they build, right? How to price your product. You price your product as high as it go as you can to get the most profit out of it. And sometimes you sell less, but there's more profit, and that's the way it works. Now that is not bad if you're selling things like computers and chairs and all those things that are not necessary. But if you're selling food and milk and gasoline to get to work, that economic system is zaps you, right? It takes away your worth. Now, but there's another thing that you have to understand, and that is only those with price and power have the wherewithal to play with you that way because that's what they're doing. Let's, let, let's take a cup of coffee. Starbucks sells a cup of coffee. How much do they sell that cup of coffee for? Don't think that, that that few pennies as it that it went up every so often, they didn't do a whole lot of calculations behind it. What they do is they run graphs. They go ahead and say, if I increase the price by 10%, how many sales will I lose from that person say, oh, it's 10% more, uh, so I won't bother. Starbucks would say, all right, if I increase the price by 10%, I may lose 1% of sales. But my product costs will go down from the 1% of sales. But the additional income that I make on a per coffee basis would be more to offset the loss of extra cups of sales plus the gain in me not having to buy as much coffee. That's fine. If you're buying a computer, that's not necessary. If you're buying things that are just for leisure, that's not a problem. But if you're buying gasoline, if you're buying heat, if you're buying uh, groceries, all those things matter. That is why those are the things that should be regulated. But how can 
the corporations now further control our politics. Here's what they do. You've heard of all these price increases in the grocery stores. You've heard of the dollar store now being a $1.25 store. And when the dollar store went from a dollar to a dollar twenty-five, the stock zoomed up, right? More so than them just keeping steady state. And the problem was price and power. All these companies have that, and they don't have to. It, there don't have to be a whole lot more demand for them to increase price. When you when you have children that need milk. If the price of milk goes up, you just buy more milk and you just eat the price and you do it less. But they continue to make more. Take a look at the, 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 the income statements and the, and the uh, profit statements of these companies that are raising prices. They like to tell you that the market dictates the prices. I'm going to agree. The market dictate the prices. But the market should only be one factor that dictate prices. Why? Because we're human and we shouldn't allow ourselves to be governed by some mythical thing, which the market is. Remember that curve that I tell you? That's the market. In other words, if I go to Starbucks and coffee is $1.50, I buy it. If, 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 if it's $2, I buy it. If it goes to $2.99, I may still buy it. If it goes to $3.25, I say, uh-uh, no more. But suppose this was medicine that I needed for blood pressure. Suppose this was medicine that I needed for all these other things. The same price and power that they use for coffee is what they also use for medicine. And then what happens? What happens then is you start to pay the price, your wealth start to go because they have price and power and you must have your blood pressure medicine. That is why free, uh, that is why market forces should not work for medicine. Market forces should not work for energy. Market forces should be very much controlled when it comes to certain food items. Market forces should be, should be pegged, should be stopped. Because again, it's these forces that are used to enslave you by forcing you to give your wealth to a few, those who have price and power. But now, it is also a political game. If I believe that Americans are going to start crying when they see high prices, and I have a president in office and a Congress in office that wants to say, we are going to equalize things. We're going to make things more equal. We're going to make things more equitable, not equal, but equitable. What are they going to do then? They're going to, without the need to raise prices, they will raise prices. And then their peons in Congress would say, you see what the Biden's policy is doing? It is causing the prices of items to go up. But prices should only go up if you have a shortage and not enough to give people. And people talk about, all oh, the supply chain. The supply chain is a real thing. Don't get me wrong. But the supply chain is not a real thing for apples. The supply chain is not a real thing for a lot of our beef. The supply chain is not a real thing for our eggs. The supply chain is not a real thing for our milk. But they're still going up in price. You have 
to ask yourself why. Uh, Paul says the state legislatures must be focused on when Republicans are taking secretaries of state's uh, uh, roles out of the election process. I agree. Tom C. Sorry, Squido. That's why we need to keep Dems majority in the House, Senate, plus the presidency to build back better and protect our we, the people, democracy. Tom C. is absolutely right. Uh, Paul agree. Counting votes should not be the purview of an elected official. Executives selected uh, select uh, voting administrators based on minimum standards of expertise and a minimum of set of processes. Squido says Tom C. Exactly. All right. We are at the half mark of the show at this point. So at this point, I do what I always do and tell you, folks, if you are on YouTube, please go ahead and consider becoming a part of the PDR Posse by clicking on that join button. You won't regret it and you will be helping us do what we do best. And that is educate, inform and compass together. Get things right. You know, when you hear about these prices going up and they start to say, look at what Biden's policies are doing. It is incumbent on you to understand how inflation works, how price and power work, that you can explain in simple English to your friends and say, this is not Biden. This is a corporatocracy trying to force Biden and, and progressive Democrats not to pass policies that will cause them to have to pay more a fair share of the taxes that they owe. We have to start making the case that the, th the thievery that's occurring in these price increases has nothing to do with things are more expensive, but it has more to do with those who control price and power. If it was otherwise, you would not have seen the balance sheets and the income statements look as they do today. Even during the pandemic, the income statements of these companies that are now charging you higher prices were doing just fine. So why are they raising prices? Because they can. And when you blame the government, instead of great blaming the, the, those who control the capital markets, that is exactly where they want you. But if you want to blame the government, the way you blame the government is saying, I blame you for not controlling them to protect us. That is what you have to, when you are blamed, and then you, you, you start to find the culprits. The culprits are all the Republicans, cinema, mansion, and anyone that is hiding behind the cloak of cinema and mansion. Remember that. All right, folks, if you are, if you're not on YouTube, you can still, you can still become a part of the process by going to politicsandright.com slash YouTube to support us, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. You can also support us on Patreon. We need a lot more patrons and folks on YouTube. You can go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Of course, we always love PayPal. You can go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And alternatively, you can go ahead and, well, not alternative, we'd love for all of you to get our books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. I guarantee you there's a lot to digest from these books. And, and it's, a, it, it's the books that I keep on the scroll all of the times. And again, if you want to find how you can support us completely, all the different forms of support, you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. And that has all the different avenues to support our show. I ask you so kindly to do that. We are now executing out of Washington, D.C. For, uh, for the time being because I'm here to take care of my daughter who's had a second stroke and uh, she's she's been I, I always give an update 
she, uh, in fact, when the show had just started, had to, uh, it was telling her, or she had called to say that she had just got through with PT. So as soon as I get off the call today or the, the program today, I'll be heading out to see her and see how her PT went today, which I'm pretty sure she has been working her butt off and she's going to be one strong young lady coming back. But anyhow, it is time to hear the second thing about what we need to do. Check this out. Uh, let's see, where is it? Right here. More and more so-called never-Trumpers are considering either endorsing some Democrats or forming a new party. To that end, the Renew America movement is a group of high-profile lawmakers working to elect candidates who denounce political extremes. So you both co-author a new piece for The Times entitled, We Are Republicans. There's only one way to save our party from pro-Trump extremists. Governor Whitman, Whitman, what is that way forward? Well, that way is to support those candidates who stand up to the big lie, who believe in democracy and the rule of law, whichever side of the aisle they appear on, whichever side of the ballot. It's getting Republicans to understand that if their choice is a Republican extreme candidate versus a centrist Democrat, they should vote for the Democrat and vice versa. Because you know, it's been fascinating because since we uh, put out this op-ed, I've had as much response, almost as much response from Democrats saying, we hear you, we're worried, we're ready to cross the aisle, as I have from Republicans, which tells you there's a real hunger out there for the center to find some place to go. And that's what we're trying to create. But starting with, because we're Republicans, trying to get the Republican Party back to the center by supporting the kinds of candidates that represent what the party used to stand for. Christine, I just, uh, I wonder what the, what these historic times are really ready for. Form, forming a new party that includes Democrats and Republicans or Republicans taking their party back? Because I feel like the Republican Party has been stolen. Am I wrong? No, no, you're right. And we're going to try to get the Republican Party back. But we're going to watch these <clears throat> 2022 elections very, very closely. And I believe we are in a point where a, this time a third party could work. The problem is you have so many barriers in the states and at the federal level in order to, for instance, to get into the sanctioned presidential debates, which really give you the earned media that you need to be a credible candidate. Those barriers are are just incredibly biased. It's not supposed to be for a Republican or Democrat, supposed to be unbiased. They're not. And they make it almost mm. impossible for anyone outside of the two major parties to uh, be, stand on those platforms. But we can do it. And it's going to take an awful lot of work, but we're ready to do that because I believe I can speak for, well, I'll let Mike, obviously Miles speak for himself, but for many of us, <laughs> we're really concerned about our democracy. So Miles, who are the renewers and how are you getting them on board? What makes this different? I know there's lots of, you know, subsets of groups that are just, you know, despondent, quite frankly, about the state of the Republican Party. Um, who are you getting on board and how are you galvanizing this movement to, to get out into the forefront? Well, I mean, galvanizing it is actually the easy part. I mean, a lot of these people view what's happened to my party, the Republican Party, uh, that it's become a party of Muppets, except I don't remember the Muppets ever trying to overturn democracy. I mean, we saw how farcical it was yesterday when Donald Trump urged Republicans to not vote in 22 and 24. So that's something that's probably going to make my and the governor's job easier. But what we're doing is 
we're pulling together a coalition in what we call coalition campaigning. We're having Republicans reach across the aisle to Democrats and vice versa to support this cohort. Now, what we've identified is a group of Republicans, independents, and Democrats that we see as unifiers. And we are calling on them. And by we, I mean the 150 former Republican governors, senators, congressmen, cabinet secretaries that are behind the Renew America movement. We're calling on Republicans around the country to go support these moderates that we're releasing today and put country over party. And we think that's the only way to not just save the GOP and give it an opportunity to reform by protecting some of the good Republicans, but protecting our democracy from GOP control of bodies like the U.S. House of Representatives. And the last thing I'd add to that, Mika, is this has worked before. It worked in the 2020 election. The governor and I and many others tried to mobilize disaffected Republicans to flip and support Joe Biden. And in key battleground states, uh, President Biden largely was able to win because of those Republicans that flipped sides. So this is doable. And we're urging voters to now do this at the local level in the midterms. One of those people who are not speaking up are not happy with where they are, but they don't feel anyone has their back. And what we're looking for is those that have at least indicated that they work across the aisle. They really want to put an end to this undermining of the public's confidence in our electoral system. And that's what's really scary. But so we're reaching, that's why we're reaching out to Democrats saying, vote for the centrist Republican and Republicans vote for the centrist Democrat, because we feel very strongly that we can't, if you have the both houses, if they flip, if even if the house flips, um, that's going to be dangerous for us, because you're right, the those who se- continue to self-identify as Republicans for the large part, I mean, there's some like Miles and myself who are still hold the Republican label when are not Trumpers. Um, they they are Trumpers. As she said, they are Trumpers. Anyhow, um, I, I want to read apart a how they started their article. It said as following. After Donald Trump's defeat, there was a measure of hope among Republicans who opposed him that control of the party would be up for grabs and that conservative pragmatists could take it back. But it's become obvious that political extremists maintain a vice-like grip on the national and state parties and the process for fielding and championing House and Senate candidates in next year's elections. Now, I want to point something because these, these are bona fide Republicans and they just can't feel it fit to just say the party that has gone bat you know what crazy is the Republican Party. They don't want to quite say it, so they try to equate the extremes of both parties as if AOC and Ilan Omar as if those are extremes. They're not. They're progressive. But anyhow, we'll give them that because, again, your enemy is my, your enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So rational Republicans, continuing, rational Republicans are losing the party civil war and the only near-term way to battle pro-Trump extremists is for all of us to team up on key races and overreaching political goals with our longtime political opponents. The Democrats. So here we are, solid Republicans saying, in order to save the nation, we have to go Democrat. All right, let's go back to uh, to the boards. Let's see. Uh, oh, got good messages. Despite a before that, let's let's see, let's see, let's see. Vamos a ver qué más tenemos aquí. Squido say it's like cinema and mansion are the queen and king of America. Love your daughter. Love to your daughter. Thank you, Squido. Uh, Frontline indigenous leaders occupy uh, the Bureau of Indian Affairs in D.C. for the first time since the 1970s. That's from E2247, who also says, Frontline indigenous leaders for various fossil fuel fights from access 
Turtle Island have occupied the Bureau of Indian Affairs. All right. Let's see. What else have we got here? E2247, for the last week, there has been a historic surge of indigenous resistance in D.C. Very important. Again, these are the times where we have to, we have to perform. We have to, we have to get involved. All right, new to golf. Are you new to golf? New to golf says, do these never Trumpers support the voter restrictions recently passed all over? They haven't said, and, but that's a good point, and that is something that should be asked. Uh, I never thought about that. New to golf, that's a good point. Paul Fleming, the moderate racist versus the extreme racist. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I love the way you put your words, Paul, but you know what? I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. E2247 says her songs have no end, so we must continue the unfinished work of our ancestors who have walked on before. Uh, para ver quien más tengo, Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. He says this third-party dream has been the left's hobby horse for a while based on policy, but this need for a but this need for a third party in the GOP begins because these same folks that are uh, taking uh, that are taking breeding hate for the Dems at their core. It is like Yankees fan of the 1970s rooting for the bus. <laughs> I get you, Norman. All right, for the land, for our water, for our future, we must fight now. I agree. All right, Barbara Wilt says, affordable health care? I have Medicare, a supplement, and financial, and through my local health care, but cannot see a specialist outside of my local health care due to the unknown money I'll be billed. Uh, Barbara, I'm curious. Do you have Medicare or do you have Medicare Advantage? I want to know that. It's important. That That's a subject that we covered a few weeks ago. Do you have Medicare or Medicare Advantage? Please check. Uh, with Medicare, you have a, it's usually 80-20 plus you have to buy a writer. Let me know what you have because I have a message for you. Uh, free prior, free prior and inform, uh, informed consent. You have Medicare. Uh, one more time, uh, Barbara, is that you sure there's no Medicare advantage attached to it? Because if you have Medicare, you should be able to find, if, depend, uh, if you're in a major city or close by, you should have no problems finding somebody to provide you service. Please uh, let me know for sure if you're absolutely sure it's not Medicare advantage that you have. Uh, Puffin says, tribal tourism could save the world. Any hashtags to share online for DC Takeover? Well, why don't I give you that task, Puffin? Find some and we'll put it up for you. We'll put it up for you. Puffin says, I've been using Pillow Revolution for years. Seems like the time is finally here. I like that. Puffin also says, uh, let's see what else we got here. Okay. Uh, para ver que mas tengo aquí. I'm sure... I'm in the sticks. Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, come move to Houston. Come move to Houston. I can guarantee you, you'll have the best health care or even Washington, D.C., the best, uh, uh, you know. Um, look, I, you're lucky, though, it's not Medicare Advantage because Medicare Advantage would have left you completely out of scope. Anyway, um, I, I wanted to continue this article before I finish, and it says, this year... We joined more than 150 conservatives, including former governors, senators, congressmen, cabinet secretaries, and party leaders in calling for the Republican Party to divorce itself from Trumpism or else lose our support. 
uh, perhaps with us forming a new political party. Rather than return to funding founding ideals, Republican leaders in the House and in many states have now turned belief in conspiracy theories and lies about stolen elections into litmus tests for membership and running for office. And running for office. So it's true. We need universal health care. I don't know, um, Barbara, if you follow us for some time, you know that we are advocates of Medicare for all. And by the way, the only thing we have Medicare in that word really means nothing like Medicare. It means all your health care needs at some baseline taken care of. More than universal health care, complete, entirely health care. That is what we should have. That is what we must have. Okay, the last story. Let's see. Puffin says he to the world. Last story is about what I like to call it's time for neoliberalism to die. It is time for neoliberalism to die. But beforehand, Eric Hayes has a question. What about fighting for heroes, nurses, and doctors that are now considered zeros because of being fired? Why would I fight for a nurse and doctor who wants to put the lives of others in jeopardy because of their nonsensical desire to go to work without having a vaccine, which means they are nothing but a bullet or a, a, a charged a, a gun with a faulty trigger if they are to provide service to people? Why would I support them? Any nurse or doctor or politician who does not support getting people vaccinated have no right to be a politician, have no right to be a doctor, have no right to be a nurse. If they want to have those professions, form their own little compound and work within that compound where you can no longer be a clear and present danger to the rest of us. Okay? Anybody walking around in healthcare without a vaccine is a gun-touting person, potentially killing others. There's no two ways about it. So no, I will never, ever fight for any of those people that are released, whether it's a pilot, an airline pilot, a bus driver, or anybody who wants to serve the public but refuses to take a vaccine out of some ridiculous ideological mumbo-jumbo. And like I state again, any politician who supports not having a vaccine should remain out of power. Uh, Norman Reynolds says, a question on price and power. A local house cleaner prices your work based on the supply demand. But that same person cannot cover the cost of health care for themselves at that price. How do we support these silent personalized services? The increase in price per hour for labor is local and not just corporate. Exactly. Now, the idea is this. We should have basic income and, and, and uh, a basic income and universal health care. That solves all our problems. Why basic income? Norman gave the classic example as to why basic income is necessary. If your price and power in a market prevents you from making a living wage. That should be subsidized by society because the society is the one that governs our economic system that has that flaw. 
So having a basic income mitigates that problem. And when you talk about being able to afford health care, having health care a human right mitigates not being able to afford health insurance because we want to get rid of health insurance altogether and actually have true health care. All right, let's see what I Squido says. That would be pro-death. Yes, why no? We Congress people out there need, some need White House now. I, I didn't quite understand that. Anyhow, Eric says, what is your definition of basic income and what is your number? Um, I don't have a number, but I am sure there are a lot of people a lot more qualified than I am. Economists that are much better at economics than I am that know what that number is. I know how to gradate that number based on the work that you have. I know how to price it so that we'll only have a few stragglers in, instead of everyone saying, I'll just stay home and not work. I don't know about you, but there, were, there was a time in my life when I didn't have to work, but I still worked. I, most people that I know, most people that I know don't want to live on the dole. It's a pride thing. And most human beings have that thing known as pride. They want to work. And they want to do the things that they want to do. And if we had a, an economic model that allowed that, then we'll have a more robust economy because people would spend, people, people would do the work that they want, people would go to work. But right now we don't have that. Uh, Puffin says 4000 per month per person. I don't know what that number is, but I think it, it should be gradated based on how much you work, etc., etc., etc. But you should always make enough money. Uh, let's see. We we will end war if it's voluntary. Can we keep money just for... You know, and that's that's so true, right? Most Americans are not the ones who decide if we go to war. And these, these masters are there telling us, we go to war when we say to go to war to save our freedom. It's never to save our freedom. Remember, we go to war to keep the plutocracy in power, to keep the plutocracy over the oil fields in Iraq, to keep the plutocracy over the mining fields in Afghanistan and these areas where you have rare earths. Understand that it's never about you. Nobody wants to just come over and blow up America for the sake of blowing up America. America wants to keep control of other lands so that they can have what again? Price and power. They can get the cheap oil and sell it expensive here. They can get the technology. They can get the intellect from all over the world and then sell it at a premium. That's what it's all about. We all have choices in life right now about controlling the waste of government somehow. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, if, you, if, if we could get Republicans to stop uh, and, and centrist Democrats to stop supporting stupidity like wars and and, uh, and and insurance companies and all of that, just just eliminating a lot of the defense budget, eliminating insurance company health insurance companies, all of that alone will take hundreds of billions of dollars every year off of our off of our ledger. But here's the funniest thing about it: it will also allow us to give basic income. It will also allow us to give healthcare to everybody and it'll make the economy better because you'll have more demand and if you have more demand you'll have companies that come to fill that demand it's that simple how much does it cost and why are we willing military aircraft over football games thank you 
Why no Congress people out there at White House? We need Congress people at White House now standing for treaty. I agree. Paul Fleming says that can't happen if we eliminate lobbying. Exactly. That can happen if we eliminate lobbying. Puffin says UBI should be $4,000 per month and war and military repurposing, military convert. I, I don't know what the number is, but $400 per person sounds excessive to me. Uh, that is $48,000 a year per person. That means a family of three would be making about $150,000 just for the sake of doing nothing. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Eric Hayes says, come on, you cherry pick and billions don't come uh, pair to the trillions you want to suspend uh, in this comparison. Actually, you're wrong again. The military spends about a trillion dollars a year. The $3.5 trillion budget that we want is $350 billion a year. And those things are to create things that build people power, solar power, uh, make sure mothers can uh, take their kids to daycare. All the good things is what that $350 billion is. The trillion dollars that we spend on defense is to blow crap up. My brother Al Rose is in the house. In being productive, we should get paid for what we know when we contribute to that knowledge. And you know what, uh, Rose? That is a very insightful thought and very important thought. And I think it's, it's deeper than your statement would allude to. We have become, as a society, very productive. And our productivity means that to create the same amount of manufactured goods take a lot less people. And who created that uh, who created that productivity gain? Our universities, our invest our tax dollar investments, all of those things created that increased productivity. But when corporations get into materializing that productivity, what do they do? They lay off workers, and they keep a lot few workers working. Here's my, my thing. Maybe it's more efficient to lay off workers and have a set of workers that are doing this work. That may be fine. But that should justify you supporting UBI, universal basic income. But I have a better plan. Why not say as productivity increases, the work week decreases? So whereas 40 hours a week is a standard, as productivity increases, a productivity that all of us contributed to, let's drop the work week. It's that simple. Solar power runs a crane to build. Actually, solar power can run... Well, again, I'm an engineer, uh, Eric Hayes. I think you're an accountant. I think Norman is an engineer. Uh, Brother Bruce is a physicist, a chemist. And we have a lot of engineers in here. Instead of you taking up what you hear from the right-wing talking heads, why don't you ask informed opinions, informed statements from those of us who actually know the engineering and the science behind the concept? You should do that. You know, uh, Paul Fleming says, we didn't hear you complain when the Bushes and the Trumps spent over $12 trillion. That's very true. And Norman says, replying to Norman, a minimum basic income of about $2,600 per month, as Egberto said, along with the health care for all I think would support these people in local personalized services like lawn care, housekeeping, elder care, 
and we have them build wealth based on doing the work. Exactamente, hermano Norman Reynolds. Wow, time has really gone away from us. Eric, hey, solar power running cranes, etc. Why don't you spout a source? I don't need to spout a source. I can tell you the, the voltaic, how I can give you the square inch number per watt that you get from solar energy. I can tell you how much a, cad, a, a, a lithium battery can hold and store. And I can tell you <coughs> the horsepower required of an engine. And then I can tell you how that engine can actually do the work. Just like the F-150 uh, that's working all for just electricity can pull a locomotive. A lot of people didn't realize that. Again, Eric Hayes, it's about science. And in this case, I don't have to issue a source. I know the engineering. I know the physics. And I know the mathematical formulas to convert electrical energy, I mean, solar energy into electrical energy stored into a battery and then emanated to a motor. Thank you. All right, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Uh, folks, my name is... Oh, before that, I, I need to do the ask one more time. Folks, if you are just joining us, I want to ask you to please support the program. How do you support the program? If you want to support the program, just go right ahead and, and uh, click on become a patron. How do you become a patron? First of all, you can click on that join button. Click on the join button if you're on YouTube. You can also go to politicsandright.com slash patron, politicsandright.com slash patron. We need a thousand users there. Alternatively, you can go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube, or you can always support us on PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. But the all-encompassing way of support is politicsandright.com slash support. Look, folks, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.